This episode of the Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast is brought to you by Pirelli and the new Diablo Rosso 4 Sport Bike Tire. Hello, my fellow Brapentonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure is my man in the little boat, Mr. Shaheen Hovani! You got a you got a different pitch today. Yeah, that was that was like back of the throat. That came that came from down here. Yeah. That's it didn't come from the stomach. You know, it's funny you talk about boats. It's fucking deluge <laughs> out there. It's just hauling rain down here in the, Oregon. The, the taco with its big fat tires was floating a little bit. <laughs> Those BFGs uh, is not good in the rain. Love I, that tire. They Knock were in the rain. fine. They were, everything's fine. Oh, no. Hydroplane's like a the, mother. The trick is to hit the gas early from the exit and just have that tail end kind of rotate the truck for you. It's basically a performance vehicle. In fact, TRD stands for Toyota Racing Development. So basically, it's a race, race truck. I thought it stood for something else, but we can just move on. Tell me what you've been doing on the wheels of two. What? There's two wheels out there? Yeah. Dude, I've been moving. Yeah? I'm, I'm your neighbor now. Howdy, neighbor. It took, me, it took me three minutes to get here from my house. I'm so excited for the new Brap Talk Studios. It's awesome. There's a whole setup. We're going to do the whole thing. We've been talking about maybe doing a video podcast. Might actually happen now. Might actually happen. Might now. actually happen. There's going to be dedicated space in the uh, in the man cave above the garage. Uh, the Brap Cave. Ooh, click, the Brap click, Cave. Brap Cave. Like Ooh, I, need a, I need a neon sign that says Brap Cave on it. If any of the listeners are neon people. Oh, I know. I got a neon guy. Oh. <gasps> We're doing it. Brap cave. Just just a giant neon brap talk in the back. Like the yeah. brap talk. Hell yeah. I like it. We're doing it. Okay. This is it. Click the ads because we got to buy some stuff. Yeah, y'all. We, you click the ads, please. <laughs> this is going to pay for we need a lot of ANR pro signups. Uh, you got to buy like at least 11 bikes from Sheen. <laughs> I need at least 20 ANR pro signups. <laughs> Get on it, people. Oh, boy. Kumbaya. Yeah. Good for Kumbaya, you, sir. Kumbaya, y'all. Kumbaya. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited for our new studio area. We got to get some sound panels up and yeah. do the thing up. I'm, I'm, it's going to be fun. Adulting hard. Super adulting. But like not really because we're about to have neon science. It's Brap Cave. I get the Brap Cave. The, the Brap Cave. It's a two-car garage, Jens. <laughs> what did you say right before we started the show? I don't know. I was born in the dark. I was I born in the darkness. I can't. I can't do that voice. <laughs> it's a Schwarzenegger voice, friend. Yeah, I was born in the darkness. Get you the chopper. Get you the chopper with the darkness. <laughs> your your Schwarzenegger sounds kind of like from Boston. Yeah, that one. I don't. I've had a. It's been a lot. <laughs> How's your shoulder? Uh, it's in there. Is it it's still moving? Kind of. Uh, saw the doctor Thursday. The bone's growing. It's doing the things. He's really happy. Then he goes, "Yeah, I really don't want you racing for another uh, month." Son of a bitch. I was like, well, that really is going to uh, affect my weekend plans. Can you get a doctor's note to give you some points in Omra for this season? Because, I mean, they f they fucked you. They, I mean, the doctors. It should have been done. This this surgery should have been done at least a month ago. It should have been at least done in May. Um, yeah, I got, I got really hosed in that whole experience, and I just got the bill. Oh, no. <laughs> There's like $25,000 bill. Oh, uh, well, you know, you uh, I'm going to need some more ANR pro signups. No, Better I, luckily I have insurance and like a lot of that gets taken care of, but we definitely maxed that puppy out. Um, yeah. So, uh, didn't, didn't race this weekend, but I did go to the track 
and cheer on our brappy little stepsister kicking ass who i will begrudgingly say did very very well and if you look at like the points scored for the weekend i think you can easily say she was the top middleweight racer of the weekend nice uh her partner alex did win all the races on sunday and did win a very good 15 lap throwdown where they both broke away from the pack no kidding every lap they Lover traded feud. they traded place it was like a domestic dispute that's amazing on the racetrack that's the kind of domestic dispute so I can awkward get so awkward in the pits afterwards that's amazing <laughs> no it's cool it was a super cool weekend to watch we had perfect weather um the class that i race in was all the i think two of the three classes were decided that weekend the club and championship was decided that weekend um i really really lap times were fast racing yeah. was close uh, the weather was beautiful the top five or six qualified within a second of each other wow so you know really hard to be on the sideline watching but um yeah no i'm stoked i'm stoked for my peeps. that's like one of the roughest things ever like being at a track there or a race day and you're like i just want to be out there i want to be out there so i bad. just want to be out there and probably could have you know it's one of those like like when it was like june july and you're like no i, I can't go out there my right. shoulder's about to fall off i can barely like put a shirt on <laughs> and now it's seven weeks after the surgery and you're like i can pretty much do all the things i'm super out of shape i gained like 10 pounds i'm i haven't been able to, i literally haven't been able to do more than walking for seven weeks hmm. you ran today though i ran today i'm trying to get back into it i like that you ran today but then you also had a five guys burger that's all i ate today it's fine it's fine it's fine it's okay uh the lady in the parking lot was freebasing probably crystal meth or something she so. was trying to lose weight quickly you know, there's there's all sorts of options there. You do the five guys, you do the free basing, it all equals out. You put it together and you run. That's called balance. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, you know what I had for dinner tonight? I thought of you. you I had, had a chopped cheese sandwich. Oh, from so me. good. Dude, I only ate half of it because who the fuck eats that whole thing? I do. Jensen Beeler, I am concerned about it's you. so good. Whoa. It's so good. If I you, ate half and you told like, me eh. they put like cocaine in that I think sandwich, I would believe it because it's addictive. Dude hashtag team man was watching me eat it and then i rolled the rest of it away in the paper and put it away she's like what are you doing i'm like if i eat the rest of this i'm gone for the rest of the day it's done oh yeah you take a nap it's over yeah, <laughs> that yeah. thing's mighty if you don't see articles in the afternoon at a&r it's because i had a sandwich <laughs> i had to take a nap yeah it's the local bodega which is amazing that there's a bodega in southeast portland i am now on a first name basis with them i believe you yeah i can't wait to be that person i, I go there too often <sighs> That's how I gained that 10 pounds. It's not, but it could be. Um, so, yeah. No, um, looking forward to the Moto Corsa track days that are coming up. I am going to ride those. Uh, I'm going to miss the first one. The Ridge? I'm going to miss the Ridge one. I'm yeah. going to Coda. Okay. Well, you're you're a better man than I. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you come back without COVID, you are. I want to be <laughs> masked the fuck up, Texas. Uh, and I'm hoping to do, um, got to figure out the logistics of it, but the rest of the CVMA, uh, championship, oh. um, Mr. Uh, Rennie Skaysbrook really twisted my arm pretty good. And it's like, okay, Did you throw it on the gauntlet. Okay. Call you slow. Mostly he's just like, you can pit with me. Okay. All right. Okay. What's the plan? You're going to drive down there every so often. And <sighs> that's what I got to figure out. I'm not going to drive down every time. Uh, I'll probably drive down this first time with the bike. Just Maybe leave it there trailer figure out somewhere to stash all that and then fly into lax the rest of the rounds um i bet i have a hookup for you for your trailer and your bike cool let's talk after the show hell yeah hails to the talk yeah to, yeah talk to father of the alvandy oh yeah yeah he's, he's, got, he's got bro 
Bro, we are Armenian. We have bus company. We have space for you to put we, stuff. We in. go to space. I don't know what that voice is either. <laughs> Fuck. Let's just get into the show. What is Let's it? Let's do it. There's some, minutes, there's some, minutes, there's some let's crazy ass news out there going on. Uh, I'm yelling at my phone a lot lately. I'm not going to beat around the bush, sir. Let's just get <laughs> right to the meat. Let's get you crunk. Uh, Ducati Desert X. <sighs> they listen to us, Jensen. <laughs> they fucking listen. Okay, hold on. I mean, they listen to us as far as the wheel size and the engine. But now, <laughs> what is it going to weigh? What is it going to weigh is a good question. I need it to be under 450. I think that's going to be tough. What I, what 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 middleweight bike is a 450? Is 450? 890R? What is it? I don't know. I don't know if the Dominic Ducati just beat KTM at their own game. That'll be amazing. Here's the thing. If they use any sort of like the new Monster 937 chassis, that's a lightweight little fucker. So, I'm hoping they kind of take some notes from that. That's going to be really out of context if uh, we don't use that song. Yeah, you better know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to edit this down. Is that your new noise? Listen, I feel like this is a reason why you should have an ANR Pro spec sheet only like just a just a page dedicated to specs just dry just bullshit specs you know you no say articles, that no nothing i am very close to getting the jensen score asphalt and rubber ranking pages up Ooh. and you and i need to sit down and talk about it fuck yeah i'm into it i need some i need some second opinions i will give you all the opinions um where is this little fucker uh 463 for the Adventure R is what I'm saying. Oh, really? Wait, so is the other one 433? The Yeah, the, the other spec was saying like 435, but I think that's dry. I think that's their dry weight. All right, so would you be happy at 500 or less? Um, I mean, I don't think you're, I don't think like 450 is a bad weight to come out. Was, the other one I wanted to see was, be a, that'd be a great weight. Let's see if I can pull up the Tenere while I, while I riff. Um, 450, I mean, 450 would be great. I mean, 450 is what, like, uh, R1 way is wet. You right. know, like, 440, 450-ish is, is super bike territory. So, you know, getting into um, an adventure bike, I would I would expect them to be heavier than than what a super bike is going to weigh just because... Yeah, there's more goals. shit there. There's more shit. It's got to be beefier and stuff. But right. definitely sub 500, like... 460 is great. 475, you're getting a little on the heavy side, but I'm not going to like make too much of a stink about it. 480, 490. What they'll probably do is like give you the weight without bags, without fuel. So the Tenere 700 is 452 pounds wet. Wow, really? See, so if that's, this thing, if this that's thing can the, yeah. be Tenere 700 weight, but with 115 horsepower, hubba hubba. Now, yeah, I I give them 460. Let's say 460. Okay. 465. All right. 150 uh 115 horsepower from that motor is, is pretty normal. That's what it does in the Hyper Motar. It's what it does on the Multistrada 950. Um I'm excited about this bike. This might be the most exciting Ducati to come out for me in I don't know, 5-10 years. The looks are great. Yeah. The looks are great. Yep. And that was the reaction when it came out in Eichma in 2019. I was there. I was in person. 
I was talking to to Claudio. But you saw and the, the air cooled one. That was air cooled. So that's so that's what I wanted to get to. That's what's interesting about this. When it came out, it was an air cooled 1100 motor, which is like 1078 yeah, cc or something like that. And you're like, and it was and it was under the Scrambler name, right? It was the Scrambler Desert X. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, and it's got this retro Dakar look. And you're like, all right, that kind of fits with the Scrambler brand, and the air cooled motor fits with the Scrambler brand. And we've been talking about like an 1100 cc desert sled for a while, and this is kind of that incarnation. And you're like, all right, like cool, but you know, Claudia, what I really want, what I really want a wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a liquid cooled motor that makes like a hundred and something. Motor. I want a wet motor. <laughs> I want a liquid cooled motor. <laughs> I want my motor to be moist. You know what I mean, Claudio? <laughs> I want it like like a deluge from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, like I'm gonna have to row my kayak. Don't know what voice that is either. I don't uh, either. But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it moist. And with the fingers and the plan. Uh, <laughs> this show's a mess. Oh, that's uh, good. I'll fix it in post. Um. More power, liquid cool reliability, yep. able to do the things like, like not just, have to do a valve adjustment every seventy five hundred miles. Yeah, I'm into that too. Yeah, I'm into that too. Um, it just like, like the idea of taking an air cooled motor off roading in like the desert or whatever right. just seems like asking for trouble. Yeah, like this so, is 2021. Stop it. What I love though is they listened. And this is what you were bringing up at the beginning. Like, you know, like I, they got feedback from you. They got feedback from me. I think they got feedback from a lot of people. A lot of, they were they were out there asking people. And I think a lot of people were saying, like, really cool concept. Love the look of it. But what are you doing with this air-cooled motor? Mm-hmm. Why is it good? And, and, and it would weigh a lot. A lot. I mean, the 1100 Scrambler is a heavy bike. Yeah. And I think they saw, too, like, what's going on in the space. Like, what we just talked about. Like, listen, like, the... We don't want a multi-shot 950. We don't want a 500 plus pound bike in this category. Right. We want a 450 pound bike in this category. And that's what the Tenere 700 is. And that's what the KTM 890 Adventure is. And that's what the Aprilia Touareg 660 is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found out I'm going to go be riding that in Italy soonish. Sweet. Don't have that confirmed. But all soonish. Right, right. Do you need a friend? I know. I need all the friends in the world. Buddy system. That'd be fun. It'll be super fun. Let's let's talk to a guy. Maybe we'll make that happen. Definitely. But I think, and I think that message got through where it's like, listen, this this category has changed. We're not going to deal with the right. five hundred pound bullshit that doesn't really go off road. Like it's kind of understandable when you're not taking a multi strata twelve hundred off road. We don't really want to take the nine fifty off road either. No. Like this this category is pushing. No, I mean, multi nine fifty. Like I'll go buy a. I hate to say this. Someone's going to yell at me later. But I go buy a V-Strom 1050 before I bought that. Well, I just the thing that kills me is like the 950 weighs just as much as the 1260 does, right? So you're just like, what's the point? Why wouldn't I? I get that there's a price. It's a sweetheart of a bike. I love riding it. It really is a sweetheart of a motorcycle. But it's like, eh, it doesn't. Why does it have the 19 inch front wheel? It's not capable. Come back to the thing. There's nothing superlative about that bike. There's nothing that it does on the road that I wouldn't rather do on a Multistrada 1200 or 1260. There's nothing it does off-road that I wouldn't want to do on pretty much every other bike in the category. Maybe somewhere else. Maybe in Europe that bike makes sense for like insurance reasons and all that shit. I just... No, I think it's a Ducati thing. I think it's like like they're still figuring out the adventure segment. Like the Multistrada came in and it was a really cool bike. But like an off-road adventure bike, it was not. Right. You know, there was it was very Ducati. It had 17-inch wheels. It was a great on-road bike. It does 
it's a great adventure sport. You mm-hmm. know, it was part of that adventure sport category that mm-hmm. was kind of coming out that BMW helped create as well with the uh, S1000XR. Right. Um, but it's not it's not a GS killer. No. You know. And now, until the Enduro came out, you know. Even the Enduro. Yeah. I mean, the Enduro had some. I think the Enduro was more of like now we're getting into this category. We figured out what we didn't do right. Now we're kind of getting into this category. We're doing some stuff. But it's still really big, really heavy. Right. And they didn't really market it. Like, I think that bike was super underrated. They didn't market it well enough to to really get rid of that Ducati stigma of, like, Italian fragileness. Right. And you can see that, like, with the Multistrada V4, they've they've done, they've made some mechanical changes. They're doing a lot of marketing changes. And now I think Ducati is ready to be like, okay, now we can make an adventure bike that can actually go off road. Mm-hmm. It may not be, like, a KTM 690 Enduro where it's, like, a dirt bike that can go on the highway. But it's getting more close to that Tenere 700, that well, KTM Which is a more important segment right now because that 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 fills in a weird little gap between these big, heavy, fuck-off adventure touring bikes and the super lightweight Enduro mm-hmm. that you don't really want to be on the highway with, mm-hmm. right? So, like, now you've got this. You've got the Triumph 900 Tiger. You've got the BMW F850. And so these are bikes that are comfortable on the highway, and they'll hum along at 90 miles an hour all day long, but then you can take them off the beaten path and have a 21 inch front wheel that allows you to go over shit without worrying about it. Right. Um, and, and be able to pick it up when it falls over and I, be built in a way that when it does fall over, you're not like sitting there yeah. going like, you're not oh, gonna be crap, crying that was like five grand in pal- plastic that just broke. Right. I, it's interesting. I was thinking while you were talking about Ducati's, maybe the failure is too strong of a word, but to me, like the failure in the middleweight multi-strata segment, ever since the multi-strata came out, they kept trying to make a, a lighter, more affordable, smaller engine Multistrada, and those never took off. Oh, you mean like the, the Pierre Blanche day? Yeah. Ter- Pierre Blanche. Pierre Blanche. Yeah. Pierre Blanche. <laughs> Pierre Blanche. Pierre Ter Blanche. I like it. It's a short Pierre Blanche. Pierre Blanche. <laughs> it's, it's like Benefer. <laughs> yeah, like they did the 620, and it was like, eh, why? Before it's time. time. Huh? Before it's time, though. Way before it's time, but like like, like, like most Ter Blanche things Pure before Blanche. it's done Pure Blanche. <laughs> that's, that's the new name now. we found the episode name <laughs> just like that it's just magic y'all um no like like most of pierre terre blanche's work ahead of its time right uh the multistrada in that form was way ahead of its time and, and the in the, the 620 model and the i mean like the 1100 i think is one of the most cool bike because it's essentially a hyper motard with better wind protection it yeah. just doesn't weigh that much more but it's it's fun to ride. If you if you haven't ridden one in a long time, go throw your leg over one and just go flog on it. It's like, oh wow, this thing weighs nothing. And I know it's just a little hundred horsepower air cooled motor, but it doesn't suck. does the job. No, it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck even a little bit. But I think this this bike, even though it's not a multistrada technically, um, is going to be. I think it's going to be a big hit. I think so too. I'm excited for it. I would legitimately buy one if they if they get the pricing right and the. The weight Ooh, right. That's my. That's. Do you want to make a bet here? Sure. What do you think is going to be priced? I'm not done well on bets lately, but okay. <laughs> I know. I like this. I like getting fed. Mm-hmm. What did I say? You said if it's under like 14, 14 or 15. I don't think so. I agree with you. I want that to be the case, but I don't think so. You think it's going to be more? Yeah. I, I mean, if they were smart about it, it would be 14 to 16 grand, but it's probably going to be closer to that $16,000 price range. What do you want to do over under at? 15? 15. I'll take that. I'll take the under on that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think this bike at 15, I'm looking at the KTM way too hard mm-hmm. 
And what does the KTM R come at? Because the base model is like 13 something. Yeah, but who buys that? Right. I mean, I'm sure people do, but <laughs> by the time you put like your cruise control and this, that, and the other on there, it's it's uh, it's creeping up there. Adventure R, not the rally. Uh, that bike, so the KTM 890 Adventure R is 14 2. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, Ducati, like if you can be 14 9, then I'm not going to look at the KTM too much, but you start getting. 15 is probably close. Like I think it's 15, a Ducati. 15, I think 5, I might be yeah. like agreeing with you, but 16, way too much. I think 15 to 16 is reality on that being a Ducati because it's going to be a premium brand motorcycle. They're going to slap a little extra money on there and call it that. Now, I would love for it to be 14 to 15. I think that would be a magical spot to be. Well, here's where I came up with that 14 number because I looked at the Ducati Hyper Motard 950 base model. Right. And that is a... 13 change. Yeah. And like... I mean, the Ducati has already said that this this is a bespoke to this model chassis. They're right. making an all-new chassis for it. But we know it's the same motor. We know it's going to be roughly similar suspension, wheels. Well, wheels are going to be obviously spoked in 21. Probably tube, I imagine. I think it'll be tubeless still. Really? That'd I be cool. So. I'd be into so. that. I think that's what the market wants. I think so, too. I'm trying to remember what the concept had, but... Um, I couldn't tell. But like, if you can make a hyper motard base model for what is it? It's fourteen right on the nose, right? But how much is a multi strata nine fifty S? Well, the RVE is fourteen four, and the SP is seventeen five. Right. I don't think this is going to be an up spec model. I don't think you're going to see Olins and and mm-hmm. like the up spec Brembo Stalmas and yeah. But I bet it's going to have cruise control. I bet it's going to have you know multiple riding modes. And like heated, you know, heated grips and shit. Like, well, maybe not. Those will be optional, probably. But I'm looking at like the Multi 950s, which is the spoked wheel US spec okay. bike. That's an interesting comparable. It needs to be somewhere between that base base hyper and that Multi, which is going to be around fifteen five or so. So nineteen, the Multi started nine fifty s with the spoked wheels is seventeen six. Right. That's way too much. I know. It's way too much. I agree, hundred percent. I think this bike's going to be like fifteen nine ninety five. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. I, think I, mean, I would buy it. I price. mean, I, I, here's the problem: is I'm 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 betting on what I think Ducati's price needs to be to be competitive, right? And you're betting on what <laughs> you think they're gonna do, right? <laughs> which is more in the wheelhouse of how you should be betting. Um, <laughs> you're right. I mean, again, I'm, like I'm aspirational. Your reality, <laughs> but I agree with your aspirations because I want that to be the case. But you and I both know, probably not. You know, there's a certain element of... I mean, I will happily buy you a burger if I, <laughs> if I lose this burger. I would yeah, happily buy you two yeah, burgers. Yeah, because you're going to be fucking selling bikes out the door. Um, oh, it's going to happen regardless. That's the thing. <laughs> this bike, I've already got... When it got... These motherfuckers at Ducati, I love them so much, but I had a conversation <laughs> with them the day before it got released. Well, I mean, like, leaked, really. Well, I guess it was a release because Ducati talked about it, so it's not a leak. But I was like, hey, is that going to be a thing? We don't know. What motor is going to be in it? No idea. Next day, like not even 12 hours later. I was like, you? (laughs) All right. You guys know I'm your your seller, right? (laughs) Plausible deniability. Mm -hmm. It's because you're friends with me. That's why. Probably. Um, (laughs) I'm just thinking of like how many bets I've lost this year. I have to. I had to buy buy you burgers. (laughs) I have to dress up in an inflatable T-Rex outfit and spend a day at your. It's empty. Don't, don't, don't panic. I, I literally saw your life flash before my eyes my life is fine this is, <laughs> this is the second show in a row you've almost spilled a drink but the thing is i make it empty oh my gosh 
Uh, what was I saying? I have to dress up in an inflatable T-Rex costume and spend a day at your work. Where, where were and for this? I have to vinyl wrap my bike, my Kramer purple for next season. Ooh. Okay, I'm way into both those other ones. <laughs> I'm 100%. <laughs> yeah, not racing this year. Really screwed me on some preseason bets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quit breaking shit, Jensen. <laughs> uh, so we'll see with this. At least uh, maybe I can get a Mountain Dew out of it. Um, I'm excited for this bike. I the pricing is going to be huge. Features are going to be huge. Um, wet weight specs all the things because we're kind of inferring some stuff there because they just said 937 v twin engine that doesn't mean that they don't move that horsepower curve like we were talking about with the uh what bike were we talking about monster we were talking about the v4 or something oh this is last show i don't remember now i don't know but you know, like they might, they might move that that oh, power the, curve. The, the Street Fighter versus the the Street Fighter V two. That's Panjigly. Yeah, uh-huh. they might move that that curve to make it a little bit better for off road. But right, I think I think you can at least say it's going to be a hundred plus horsepower, which is fine, easily, totally fine. Yeah, that motor is that that motor in every uh, iteration that is in is over a hundred horsepower. Yeah, because now that bike that motor is in the Monster, the Street, the Super Sport, Multi Nine Fifty, and the Hyper. Yeah. And then now this upcoming Desert X. Oh yeah, it's 111 horsepower in the in the Monster. So yeah, it'll be at least 110. Really? Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be and good. I, I think like the Monster is good. probably going to be more about the you know mid range. When you go off roading, you don't need top end. Yeah, it's fun having it, but you don't need it. No, you want that to, that Tizork Tizork down low. Get me out of this. Get me off this hill. So the interesting thing with this is Ducati has like what six or seven six little web episode web right. reveals that Boy, they're, they're doing teasing so hard with this and they have like little nicknames for each one of them you yeah. were telling me over the phone yeah so the uh, last one is this Desert X so that means there's five others that wait, we really? have to like decode yeah the Desert X doesn't officially debut until December 9th I like that they were like last week they were like look at the Desert X but we're not going to talk about we're it not gonna talk about that. it's going to be a while. But yeah, we gotta wait. We gotta wait a ton of time. I I, I spent a lot of time for our AR Pro uh, readers to try and figure out what bikes to expect from Ducati. Um, do you think they're gonna do that like that Kajiva Elephant 900 paint scheme, the white with the gold and black and red, kind of like my old Enduro bike? No, because they don't own Kajiva. I know, but like the Desert X concept was that color. Yeah. And plus, Kajiva doesn't own that color. They don't own that color. But you could, I mean, someone's listening well, from Kajiva, like, fuck, we should, well, MB Augusta, we should do the fucking thing. <laughs> there, there is someone at MB Augusta. <laughs> There's, there, Italian law on that's a little different than how we think about it in America. Oh, so really? you can kind of get in trouble for that shit. Interesting. Um, cause that bike in white with those stripes on it in the, in the, I would call the marketing exercise of the original Desert X was yeah. hot. Yeah. That, it has to stay that look. Yeah. That look was hot. Gorgeous. And and from the little teaser photo they sent it, it looks like they stayed pretty true yeah. to the concept. I don't know if it's going to have the gas tank and the rear seat and all the cool adventure shit that they did on the concept. Right. But like, I think it'll be pretty close. I'm dying to see more about this bike. I mean, we're probably not going to hear about it till the end of next month, I imagine, as the dealers. It'll be. And then, and then I have to sign an NDA so I can tell you shit. On the upside, that's like only like two two episodes away from now. Yeah, right. <laughs> weekly podcast, Jensen. Weekly, weekly. Brought to you by Pearly. Pearly tires. Pearly yeah, tires. Pearly, Pearly. Pearly. It's round. It's black. It's hot. It sticks. Put it on your bike. Put it on your bike now. <laughs> that was, that's that's why we make the little bucks. That's a freebie, Pearly. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. 
Uh, I'm amazed we didn't get a phone call after the last episode. I thought it was great. People bought tires. Uh, I don't know. Someone actually sent an email saying that they did specifically because of that. So, (laughs) you know, I've been doing these stupid fucking silly Shaheen Rosa videos for Motocorsa for the last couple of months. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I started doing them like six or seven years ago and then I started bringing them back again. People have literally come to the shop like, bro, I bought this bike because of this video. I'm like, are you shitting me? That's amazing. Thank you. It's terrifying. My ego needed that stroke. I appreciate that. Mm, what do you think about the Monster 1200? Is that a bike that's getting an overhaul for next year? Well, there is no Monster 1200 currently. Technically, it's on the website. I mean, yeah, but technically, like you don't you don't have them in your shop. No, we sold out of what we had, and it was fine. He okay. The only way, so my magic magic eight ball my crystal ball whatever you want to call it my crystal ball it's a giant ball bad radio this is why I'm, we gotta do video making we are, we are just ball. making just gesticular gesticulating here motions <laughs> in the air so, each other so my giant crystal ball the only way i can look into the future is by my quarterly you know uh purchase program like my my dealership showroom bikes yeah right if i don't see a certain bike on that lineup then i go hmm i don't think it's going to be a thing yeah so hmm i don't think monster tolver is going to be a thing but i think and we've talked about this before i think that there's going to be a filler between the monster 937 and the street fighter v4 they're kind of we've talked about the the v2 right and that's a that's a bike we're kind of expecting to come out although because there is there's one debut i forget what the name of it was well that's the thing it was the name of the debut when you said that i'm like oh i think i'm right yeah because it's it's uh, a new fighter capital f in town right which makes me think panaglide v2 could also be panaglide v4 sp although it could be both oh we did see a tease about that as well like a v4 sp street fighter yeah that's not really technically a a new new fighter yeah that's just i'm pretty confident on the on the street fighter v2 i'm too and i and i would hedge bets same both Again, that's mostly me saying I want to see that happen. <laughs> but I think, I mean, think about it. That's going to fill in a gap between a 111 horsepower naked and a hundred and, uh, 200 horsepower naked. Yeah, I agree. I, there's just, there's something about not like, can you imagine? I just, I just had like a whole emotion. I saw it. It was amazing. Uh, can you imagine a world where there isn't a Monster 1200 though? No. You know, it seems weird. I know. I don't know how that works like i don't know how you have the base model monster with the 937 and the then you thing have like it is, a, they're calling the new monster the monster right well they're calling it that today see my here's my grand theory right. the monster as you just did it will change names again and Probably. it'll be the monster posteria i don't know <laughs> spaghetti the monster linguini you know, antipasti. I took, I took French. Don't don't expect good <laughs> Italian words from me. Um, and then there'll be like the monster rigatoni, and that'll be, Ooh. I I think, the 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 evolution that makes sense in my mind is the monster Cacio Pepe. It's a monster twelve sixty with the DVT Testostrata motor. That'll be so big and heavy. Who cares? That's it's already big the, and heavy. That's it's, called the it, Diablo. It's the it's this, no because they're a little different. I mean, yeah, but the like, Diavol, I feel like the Diavol at some point has to go away. And then it's just X Diavol. I, I don't know. I see them taking that DVT motor and saying, like, this is our street naked roadster monster 
thing and then saying, here's your Panigale with the 959 Super Quadro. Right. Rip your eyeballs off motor. And if you really want to get your shit crazy, there's a V4 model for you as well. And so maybe there's some overlap between the Street Fighter V2 and the Monster 1260, but because their intents and purposes will be so different, you'll right. help stratify the buyers. See, that's my that's my theory. I like your theory, but again, you are you are betting on what you want to see happen. I feel like, I mean, I I could just as easily see them not having it, and it's like base model monster for entry level, mm -hmm. get people into the brand. You want something more? You're gonna have to step up to a Panigale V2. I just don't know if a monster buyer is a street fighter buyer. I don't Which think those I are the same people. But I think I feel like you know a lot of companies and Ducatis no exclusion from this theory of mine. They try to sort of change the flow of the river themselves. Like if we say this is it, then this is what you have available, and this is what you buy. So if they say this is the Monster Nine Thirty Seven is quote unquote the monster, then that's it. That is your monster that you can get to now. I wouldn't be surprised if they do an upspec Monster 937 with like, I mean, the wheels on it are already pretty light, but let's say like forge wheels and like Olin suspension and call it a Monster S, which is something that's got, done all the time. And it's interesting because you're saying that like you want to see that 1260 engine. I'm looking back in Ducati history. If anybody knows the brand, they've sort of been following it like I have. Every four or five years, they change things around. And then sort of, I guess historically, when the, when the Multistrada 1200 came out, not long after, what came out was the Diablo with that same motor. And then 2013-14, the Multistrada went to a dual spark 1200 motor. And in 2015, a year later, the Diablo dual, dual spark motor came out. And then the Multistrada DVT motor 2015 came out. And then like 2017 or 18, I can't remember, the the Diablo uh, with the DVT, but with a twelve sixty motor came out. So I'm wondering, based on this like this exchange between Multistrada Diablo, is there going to be a V4 Diablo? Because we are now in Multistrada V4 territory, and in my mind, that's what that what makes makes sense more. I don't see them doing a twelve hundred monster, but I do see them doing a V4 Diablo. Simply, I mean, again, if the Diablo keeps existing. Because historically, they keep doing that. It's like Multistrada, and then later on a Diablo of the same motor. Back and forth, back and forth. I disagree with you on that one. I thought about this for a while, because you yeah. and I had this conversation a day or two ago. Right. I don't think the V4 motor makes sense in the Diablo. I really don't think it makes sense in the Diablo, and I struggle making it make sense in the X Diablo. Um, I just don't... Why? I just don't see... Like, that motor is bred for a racetrack. You know, Do you even if you put Diablo's the grand, gonna keep being around. That's hard to say. I, for me, the entire Diablo X Diablo thing does not make sense. I feel like that failed. Yep. Well, eh, not uh, about failed, but it's weird. Yeah. If only in the sense of like, I was about to put the caveat of like, I, I don't know sales numbers and the sales numbers that Ducati does publish puts those in a category with like with the monster. Right. So you can, when mo new model years come out, you can kind of suss out what to, Diablo sales look like they're not bad they're not but they're not great they're not monster sales they're not monster sales it's just it's a bike that it's kind of like the hyper motard and i hate to say this because i love the hyper motard yeah. it's not a big seller it, it has its places it has its following or it has its buyer there's mm -hmm. there's a certain buyer that really wants that bike and, and would be very upset if it went away but by and large most motorcyclists are kind of like hmm 
It's an odd bike. It doesn't fit in any one particular niche. It, it's, I feel like that, it's funny because Ducati tried to make the Diavel and the X, especially the X Diavel, its mm-hmm. own like sub-brand, kind of like how they were doing with the Scrambler. Oh, like Scrambler. <laughs> but they went even more like half measured with it than they did with Scrambler. <laughs> And it just never really took off. And I feel like they never really got a foothold in that market because the power cruiser market's just like super small. It is super tiny. And it's interesting because they use those bikes as, you know, dare I call it a conquest bike, right? The idea is to bring in atypical Ducati buyers. But I, here's the thing I feel like the buyer that's looking for that, and this is going to be an interesting debate. The buyer that's looking for that is a V twin buyer. They're, they're kind of like, they're not quite Harley Davidson route, but they may have been interested in a V-Rod. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're into, um, what's the Yamaha that I'm forgetting about? The V-Max. The V-Max. Maybe they're into a V-Max. That's so, a V4. So maybe they're into the V4. Maybe I'm kind of wrong here, but they've kind of eschewed the air-cooled America twin thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Italian twin has enough heritage and appeal. Like, like well, I don't want it like an old antique American air-cooled twin, but in a sport-bred Italian twin could be fun, and that's kind of how, like, the X Diablo makes sense in my mind. Yeah. But then, like, you see, they're like, hey, you want a V4? And you're like, eh, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I see a V4 Diablo happening. I don't know about the X Diablo. It's kind of the other way around. Really? I'm the other way around. It's interesting. I'm just I'm thinking of it just in terms of like what's been around longer, and the Diablo's definitely been around longer than the X Diablo. But and and I think I said this in the Both last. Both bikes show. are kind of due for an update too. Hundred percent. Yeah. But you know, like I, I said in the last show, right when I was in when I, when I was in SoCal in LA in one of the major dealerships, I didn't see any Multistratas because they just don't sell them very well over there. Yeah. So maybe I'm the wrong guy to talk about X Diablos because we're not really a cruiser type. Yeah. Maybe you know, the southern states sell the crap out of them. Maybe they do, right? And maybe maybe it's a different market. Like that's one of the things with the hyper motard that I had to learn was that bike sells really well in Italy. No, I'm it sure pretty well in Germany and France. Like it is a Alps Dolomite European bike. In that thing. Oh, yeah, and, and it would be a great bike for up there. Right. And it's just like, yeah, we offer it in the U.S. because you know we'll sell a thousand units of them, but we're not. That's not really the market that this is for. Dear listener, I'm so sorry. We didn't warn you that it was going to be a drinking game today. I mean, this is a little bit longer than I was expecting. But <laughs> then again, like, what kind of expectations did I really have? <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because there's not a ton of standouts here where I'm like, oh, yeah, I really not. Like, there's one that says the evolution of speed. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. I have yeah, no I idea either. what that bike that's is. Like Panagoli V4R is my guess. Ooh, cool. Because yeah. that's been gone this last year. It's... It's it's like 2020 was the year, and then 2021 was the SP. Yeah, which is not an R, so it's got the cheater motor in it. Um, that bike. I mean, when you look at what Ducati's doing to World Superbike, they've got a new crop of riders coming in. This is kind of like their next kind of push to try and get the championship. They probably now have enough data. We're like, hey, we need X, Y, and Z changed on the R bike for homologation. Right. Maybe that happens. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Ducati's been pretty good. Keeping tight-lipped on stuff this year. Um, Very good. I mean, like, I'm telling you, I literally had a conversation with them less than 12 hours before I woke up and I saw what I saw, and I was like, you motherfuckers, I just talked to you about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other bike that's a big topic of conversation is just being leaked all over the place. Oh, yeah. 
I'm right with this. Multistrata V4 quote unquote Pikes Peak. Pikes is that Peak? what they're gonna call it? And I've had that same conversation um uh with Ducati North America about the Pikes Peak name. And, right. and they're like, I can see an argument for, I can see an argument against, and that argument I mean it's got heritage. Truthfully, is probably still being argued right now. The thing that's interesting is again coming back to these these web episodes. One is called "Rule All Mountains," and I would say, which is Pikes Peak. Either you're coming out with another mountain bike, which nobody cares about. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I mean I think the mountain bikes are cool, but it's just not yeah. on brand. This is not what you were about. <laughs> or it's a great nod to Pikes Peak, right? Um, which, according to the photos that I've seen, the you know the the sort of spy photos, it looks like it's got. Olin's like semi-active suspension. Olin's semi-active suspension is a rumor. Single-sided swing arm, 17-inch wheels, maybe slightly different riding position. A little more aggressive. No word on the motor yet if it's the Gran Turismo spec or right. if it's the Desmo Sedici Stradale that oh, was that in would be the amazing. Street Fighter. Uh, if things got really crazy, maybe it's the 1000cc version that's in the Panigale V4R, well, which that's ins- definitely uh, probably not going to be it. But, but if, they did, if they did the Street Fighter motor in that thing, I would... I have to get rid of my teal bike. My complaint or my what's a better word than complaint? I didn't complain about it. My spirited suggestion <laughs> was always that the the Pikes Peak model just wasn't special enough compared to the other ones. It was it's like, oh, okay, you're gonna get like a carbon fiber right. or mini screen, you're gonna get some wheels and some paint. Like you're mostly like buying it for the paint and the exhaust. Yeah. And the exhaust yeah. was bullshit. It was just the end cap. Yeah, and like that's 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 fine. But I always wanted that bike to actually be a sport bike. I always wanted that bike to be something that you could actually drag neon and that you would actually want to take to the racetrack and have fun on. Like give it a sportier, give it a rear set instead of a foot peg. Huh. Bring up the legs a little bit. Get the riding position a little bit more tucked. Bring like make this, it more street fightery in in riding position. Like like still like like you and I have always talked about a long suspension. Street Fighter with bags. That's to me what the Pikes Peak model should be. Right. So I I kind of am hoping here that Ducati is looking at this and be like, okay, like we can't just take the 19 inch front wheel off and put a 17 and call it good. It sounds like like oh we'll, we'll put a single side swing arm on it. We'll do this. We'll do that. And it would be interesting if they actually like instead of the Gran Turismo motor, put the Stradale motor. In. That would be. That would, and that would that to me would like okay this 200 horsepower multistrada pikes peak would be a like what a celebration to that heritage yeah but and again this is me like this is what i want to see but likely what's yeah. going to happen is well they already have the grand turismo motor on a multistrada how hard would it be just to put different suspension and tires on there or wheels on and call it a day i'm more confident in that Ducati is somewhere in between where they were and where I want them to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've met in the middle. Like, okay, Jensen, you're not going to get your Stradale motor. It'll be the Gran Turismo V4 because that makes more sense. But it's an inch lower than the regular, mm-hmm. you know, Multistrada. It's 17-inch wheels. It's a single stone swinger. We've done some things. Um, Adam Childs was just on Bike Social. He got to test it. It has a race mode. It has other things. Like there right. is, there is. It sounds like called mountain motors. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he, they're saying like they went, they didn't give him any any inclination what the specs are. At least not on the record. Huh. Um. So he's doing like basically a blind review, and he's talking about like all the different things, and like I, you know, I get the impression like I think there are material changes. Is it rear sets instead of foot bags? No. But could they've been brought up like half an inch? Could they move the bar a little bit? Could be a different bar. Right. Could the 
you know, things have been changed a little bit to give it more of the just like this isn't just paint and exhaust and some wheels. <laughs> it makes me it makes me hopeful because that for me is always where I wanted the Pikes Peak model to be is like more sporty than just superficial aftermarket parts. I agree with you. And I mean, you and I have always agreed that that bike's I've always had a soft spot for a Pikes Peak. I, I think it's one of the most like underrated cool bikes to ride it's been so much fun to own one and just have fun with it in the past and you know if they do come out with it i will probably be one of the people who will consider getting one and it's funny i say consider only because i think the current v4 multi, v4 multistrada the way i have it is pretty perfect I like that bike a lot it's a phenomenal like bike a it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the real difference is going to be is it going to be worth me trading in for this thing mm-hmm. I, it, it better have like you said some real substantial changes to it for me to say yeah i'm going to trade in and get one of these things and you and i already know there's going to be a probably a four or five thousand dollar delta if this bike ends up being a 28 or twenty nine thousand dollar bike i would not be surprised the previous pikes peaks were always around four grand more than the multistrada 1260 or 1200st models and that's what killed me and, I, and this is why i think you're i hate that you're right because i think you are but that's what killed me about the old pikes peak because it was it was a considerable amount more for less for yeah and you're like wait why do i have mechanical hey, you, you didn't have well and that's the thing like you didn't have the comforts either you didn't have heated uh grips you didn't have the center stand which i get as like a race bike you don't want it but some people do you didn't have any bags you have to pay extra for all these things yeah whereas the multistrada 1260 st had all that for four grand less yeah i used to tell people like listen i get it i'm a pike speed guy i would buy it as well but smart money is buy the st and get some lighter <laughs> weight wheels for it and have a nice day and then paint it or wrap yeah. it or whatever it'd be cheaper so I like that idea, like if it if it continues that four or five grand upsell, but you're actually getting some material different. Right. Like, hey, we've changed the subframe. We did this, we did that. It's a single sided swing arm, it's 17 inch wheels. You're actually getting something for the money you're actually paying. Whereas before you just kind of felt like, I feel like I'm just getting kind of bent over for the bike that I really want. Yeah. Like there's no real reason from a Ducati perspective. It costs them the same amount to make. And it's still sold. I mean, I could never keep one in the yeah. showroom for that long. I mean, they're beautiful bikes. They're beautiful bikes. And I'm, they, I'm excited the, to see it. I'm I am it's funny for me to think that I'm more excited about this Desert X bike, but the Pikes Peak, if it comes out the way you and I wish it would come out, it really would be that filler between a multistrad and a street fighter. And that's that perfect sort of sporty touring bike. I've been struggling with the Ducati lineup lately because there isn't that many bikes in there where I'm like, this is the bike that I would buy. Mm-hmm. Really like a Panigale V4. I think if money's no object. I'm getting a Panigale V4S over a, an RSV4. Yeah. But Penny Pincher Jensen, <laughs> who's tight with the, the money but easy with 11, he's getting an RSV4. He's getting an RSV4 base model because it's ha- like fucking probably half the price by the time I'm out the door. It's funny. Based on that idea, I mean, I agree with you. I think that's the average buyer's mentality, and that's that's how buyers are. I mean, you you live your life based on budget. You can't... Money is an object. You have to think about it. I mean... But Ducati still... I mean... At least around here, I see way more Ducatis than Aprilias. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's number one dealer in like the United States versus almost no presence with Aprilia <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but it's that same thing where like, like I love the Hypermotor. That's okay. That's a bike I love. Right. Um, Street Fighter V4. Really like a great bike. So expensive. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to you about this. And this wasn't even in my notes. Ooh. You let me ride a 2022 yeah, Triumph. I, about that. I need to come by the shop actually um and and do some photos and 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 weigh it um got a chance to ride that okay 
and I've ridden the Tuono. I haven't ridden the 2021 spec, but it's just electronic suspension and some styling. So I'm not going to lose my shit. But the point I'm trying to say is in the Street Fighter segment, I don't know if I'm going with the Ducati. Money, no object? Yeah, I'm going to get that Ducati. But I come back to really like a KTM. Really like a Tuono. Mm -hmm. This new Speed Triple RS Were you does not suck. Really? Does not okay. suck. Okay. I still haven't ridden it. Uh, you got to take it for a ride. It is. It's still very much a Triumph Speed Triple in the sense of like what the Triumph Speed Triple was. Like it's it's still more of a roadster, mm -hmm. but they gave it some balls. Like it's one of those things where it's still that refined, very British machine mm -hmm. that I like about the Speed Triple. But then you don't have to make the com compromise of like, well, you know, the KTM blows my hair back, and this one doesn't. You're like, no, it'll blow your hair back. Huh. There's very the only thing I really don't like is it's a little buzzy. And by a little buzzy, I mean it's pretty buzzy. <laughs> uh, my hands were definitely numb at the end of that, like hour and a long ride or so. More buzzy than a S one thousand R. No, nothing is. But <laughs> not you know like closer to that. Wow, wow. So like, but that's the thing I was thinking. That segment, like, I'm not like the Ducati isn't necessarily the clear winner in especially with my my price pickiness. Mm -hmm. So like, if you come out with like the Multistrada V four Pikes Peak and it's pretty close to what you and I are talking about that gets my attention. I'm like now I forgot about the KTM Super right. Duke GT. I'm looking at other adventure bike models with disgust and disdain. And I'm like, that's, that's fucking rad. Cause the Multistrada V4 is for me, like that is the best bike in that category. Yeah. And it's still way more money than the other bikes. That's the thing though. If they make something that makes you go, Hmm, I want this. You suddenly don't care so much about that yeah, extra couple I, thousand I, bucks. I, I kind of forget. That's where like the pricing, like I kind of forgive it. Cause there's some expensive bikes in that category. Um, the only one that like would make me really think twice is if like you really want a 21 inch front wheel, you're going to get a KTM 1290 Adventure R, R right. which I'm just not going to do with a 500 plus pound bike. Like I, I love that it exists, but I'm just like, Wah. yeah, Wah. yeah the 890 is a better option or this right, upcoming desert right. X or something like that. Exactly. If I'm doing the 19 inch wheel, 150 plus horsepower adventure bike thing, dude, Cody is where it's at. But now that's the thing. Like, that's what I like about this. Like, now I feel like some of the products come in and like make a lot more sense. Where I'm like, yeah, I really like that Desert X. I, if you keep the pricing low, like, I love the style about it. You've just perfectly nailed that retro, modern Dakar look. Mm -hmm. You've given me enough on the spec sheet that I feel I can actually go do the thing. Like, I'm excited. Same thing with the Spike Speak. I'm excited. Like, you could, you could get some Jensen blogging dollars out of me on Ooh. these. Um, I mean, I want a discount, like, you know, I can talk to your help boy. a buddy out. Come you talk know? to your boy. What kind of financing options do we have? I have a <laughs> 400 credit. What, what can you get me on that? <laughs> 450. You'd be all right. <laughs> can I put it on a credit card? Yeah, but I get some airline points. According to our last podcast, Harley. Yeah, Harley. I got to buy Harley. Um, so it's interesting. Like, I, I like, I like where the brand is kind of heading. I think like there's some good fresh blood coming in. Um, and they're kind of figuring some stuff out. Uh, Hey, Shaheen, before we get to this next topic, you know what we got to do? We got to have an ad break. We got to take an ad break. Let's do an ad break. Let's hear from the fine folks. Let's listen to, let's listen from the fine. It's not even the fine folks from Pirelli. I'm doing the ad You're break. doing the thing. Listen, let's listen to you let's, talk about let's it. Let's listen to me get, get, get paid. Let's listen to daddy <laughs> make some money. We'll be back in a bit. Uh, be right back. The Pirelli Diablo Rosso 4 is the newest addition to the popular Diablo Rosso family and is specifically designed for sport bike, hyper naked, and crossover motorcycles. Giving riders a superior level of grip, the Pirelli Diablo Rosso 4 gives precise feedback and control in both wet and dry conditions, raising the benchmark for high-performance sport tires on the road. 
Available in a wide range of sizes, the Pirelli Diablo Rosso 4 is the culmination of nearly 20 years of testing and R&D in the factory, on the roads, and on the track with World Superbike. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and pick up a set today. Oh, yeah. I like those dollars rolling in. Okay. Ready to go? Hell yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about the Triumph more? Yeah, I'm curious. Like, okay. tell me, tell me your, tell me your uh, highlights. Was not What'd you love for, about it? What'd you hate about it? What I, what I, love, I think it looks great. Um, it is very handsome. It's very handsome. It's very polished. It's got all the right stuffs on it. Uh, the things that really bother me, this is, this is like, this is a total Jensen complaint. Okay. The dash interface. Triumph makes one I of I am the, with you. They make one of the most beautiful dash interfaces. But what the... F- it's not intuitive even a little. It's not intuitive at all. And what it is... And I, f- I was thinking about this on the ride, and I figured it out. Uh, Triumph is really good at making beautiful dashes. So is so is BMW. Mm-hmm. The problem with this one... Ducati's, Ducati's are really good, too, but they're, they're different. Um, the Triumph one, you can tell it looked great on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. But they never like that designer. Maybe never took it out on the actual bike because they like. When I, I I ran I, I ran that bike out of fuel. I apologize. It's okay. I I'll mean, charge I you later. Just drained it. <laughs> um, I literally brought it back with no gas. Uh, I did not think I was going to make it back to the dealership. <laughs> you know there are gas stations on the way back, right? There are. So I was coming back, but then the road. Um, They've been uh, doing some weird. The uh, tunnels all closed, so I got right. I, shouldn't admit that backtrack quite a bit i went through the i went past the sign that says do not go through the sign (laughs) get all the way down there go through a tunnel that says do not go through this tunnel it's about to fall down is this where i die and then i get to like there's like a live construction from like others humans here i gotta turn around like guy looking at you like what are you doing (laughs) like literally you pass like four signs that said like you've already made it through most of them so just keep coming yeah so i i turned around went back the other way and i was just like (laughs) i am not gonna make it those tunnels are gonna be shut down until spring really yeah wow um anyways so the, the low fuel light comes on. First right. of all, it says like low fuel warning when you have like a half a tank left. That's so that thing's like on for like the entire ride. I'm like, really? Like I have like half a tank. I'm supposed to take you seriously. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it's on and like it pops up and then the dash, I, I can't describe this. The dash kind of like, it like turns like a door would. Huh. So it, instead of being rectangular it becomes a trapezoid it's like you're looking at it like at a 45 degree angle <laughs> and then like this message kind of pops up on on the side that's what that door is swinging to make room for and you're sitting there going it's like, like blowing me run out of petrol it doesn't go away it doesn't go away so you're sitting there like you're looking at your like speedometer at like a 45 degree angle now on the dash and you're like that's just fucking weird and and the best part is it has like the circle with the X. Like if you had a mouse or you could click. Like right. I was like, I'm like, oh, is this a touchscreen? Can I just like get rid of this message? And you're like, is there like an enter button you're supposed no. to press? No. Yeah, there's a button that you you uh, on the left bar that you yeah. press to to get rid of it. But it was just so funny, like how it was portrayed. I'm like, I can't click on anything. I can't touch anything. Like <laughs> I bet this made sense on a computer screen, probably. And it was just like the way you get through. And like I'm like, it just it's over designed. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And as someone who's very sensitive to the user interfaces on motorcycles, I just sat there and was like, this looks beautiful, but it does not function on a motorcycle very well. I thought about you when I fired the bike up and stared at the dash and I kept trying to make it do things and nothing was happening. Yeah. I just couldn't make it like, say what you will about the Ducati, their dash, I don't think is the prettiest, but it's a lot more usable. It's, 
it's minimal, but it's functional. Super. And KTM takes it too far in terms of minimalist. Way too much. But KTM has one of them. Same with BMW. I think those two brands make probably the brightest, most high-def dash. Biggest and brightest. So yeah. much. It's just right in your face, and there's no mistaking. But I wish it was more intuitive, and you can kind of scroll through their systems easier. KTMs, you have to go through these weird subcategories every damn time. Like, come on, man. Yeah. But the Triumph, I, I couldn't. for the, I sat there for 10 minutes, and I'm like, Boy, I'm starting to show my age. I'm 42 years old, and I can't figure out the stupid right. interface on this thing. Right. And if I'm the lowest common denominator, you've failed because right. the bike is so handsome, and I can only imagine how well it rides, but that would annoy me. As soon as I thought of that, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm wondering what Jensen's yeah. dash score is going to no, be. No, me, thing. yeah, like totally, like I'm just in there going like, beautiful dash would look great on a, on a tablet. Does not look good. Does not function very well as a right. dash. You can get around that. I mean, I, I bet if you own that bike and you you ride with it a lot, you get used to getting through the interface. Oh, it's like it becomes anything. less of an issue. Um, motor's very good, very linear. Um, the torque comes on. You know, like just pick. Doesn't matter what gear you're in. Just twist the throttle of your eyes. Go back to your head. Huh. Uh, suspension was a little harsh. Set up more for the track than the street, but okay, that's the RS model. You kind of expect it, right? Um, brakes are good uh brembo style brembo styles m50s i can't remember what what brake they're using off the top of my head might even be the m43 m432 based on this bike do you think the rr is going to be a hit yeah because yeah i mean, I mean like the, I, I didn't have very big criticisms like i like i like the fact that you basically took the previous model speed triple gave it some balls you didn't lose any of the refinement mm -hmm. you gave it some some meat was it, does, did it feel lighter to you? Is it lighter? Because when I sat on, because we have a previous generation speed triple at the shop too. And I kept going back and forth just in the showroom and looking at the dash and everything. And the, the newer one, I don't know if it's just an optical thing where the tail and the mm -hmm. midsection of the bike looks more, more compact, felt and compact. Yeah. It felt lighter to me because of my optical. It, it handles nice. I don't think it feels tremendously lighter. If you told me there's like 10 pounds less in it, I'd be like, oh, okay. Right. It's not like 30 pounds or something. I'd have to look at the spec sheet and see what it actually is. Um, what's the price on that? It's like 19 something new. Yeah, I think it's like 18 change. That's tough. That's a little tough on the price. Um, it's still pretty good, though. It's competitive compared to the Aprilia and the... Um... The problem that I have there is I feel like... Oh, what is it? 18.5. 18.5 is okay. 18.5 is okay. I can get okay with that. Yeah, it's not bad. For a for a sort of an up spec European brand. Yeah, because it's it's definitely more refined than the KTM. I still like the feet the KTM's more raw. Um what's the KTM going for? 18.7. I think I still lean more towards the KTM, but like you, you can throw, you can throw a blanket over this segment in terms of like covering it with like which one's the best. Like mm -hmm. I really think it comes down to which one's your brand? Yep. Which one attracts you visually? Mm -hmm. uh, which one speaks to you from the garage when you leave it behind? Well, it's fascinating because they the all look so different. They're all very different. Like, like I think you can get five different riders and have five different picks. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the compliment because before it was like, oh, the Triumph. Yeah, that's a good bike. It's not a Street Fighter though. No, that's like like you if you're looking at the Triumph, you should probably look at a Monster Twelve Hundred. Because that's a roadster too, right. you know. That's a that's a that's a street bike with no fairings. Yeah, 
um this is a bike like you could see like i mean i would have always told someone to buy a street uh, a triumph speed triple but now it's like you should totally go ride one of these and it wouldn't make sense too with the rr because we know the rr is going to be more sporty more track focused right now that makes sense to me where i'm like yeah the rs is still it's still got a foot on the street side yeah you could you can go take that on a track and have a great time don't get me wrong and you'll have more of a better time or more of a better sounds good that's 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 probably words You'll have more of a better time than you would on the previous generation. But the RR, that's your that's your track bike. That's your, like, it's not a Daytona, but it should be called a Daytona. Yeah, but if it was called a Daytona, it should be oh, we'd have competing with some. Yeah, we'd have all these expectations. Some big bad, with some big bad people over there. Yeah. Um, and that segues into another three-cylinder motorcycle that I want to talk to you about. Go on. MV Augusta F3 RR. Woof. Comes out with wings. Thank goodness, finally, the wings. You know, give me a price. Um, It's 22,000 euros. It's 21,900. And you and I talked about this on the last show. There, There is a correlation in my brain of like dollar to performance value. Mm-hmm. As much as I think this is a phenomenal motor and I would love to go flog on one, I just don't 21,000 euros want to go flog on one. That's the thing. Like if this... If the if MV Gusta had like a twelve hundred CC or eleven hundred CC, even thousand CC triple, I think twelve hundred is the right number though. Yeah, I think so too. That would that would be like what you want. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll spend twenty five thousand dollars on that twenty six thousand. It's hard to spend over twenty grand on a eight hundred CC triple, right? But it's still an MV. It's super special and it's breathtaking. It's insanely beautiful. There's a couple things you need to know about this bike. So first of all. The first thing you notice is the winglets, the mm-hmm. the wing pods mm-hmm. with the strakes. Um, this is the first bike to come from Stefan Zast, the new designer at MV Augusta. Um, the bike has a taller windscreen. They've redesigned the front fender. This bike is MV's race homologation for World Supersport. Ooh. And next year, the regulations are changing pretty heavily. So you'll still have all the inline fours that we've known and loved, and they'll be out there. They those rules will stay the same. And, and I'm actually breaking some news right now. Um, no one's gotten the details on the new Supersport rules. You've heard it here first on Brap Talk. On Brap Talk, Brap Talk, brought to you by Pearly. Pearly, hot as hell. Hot as, oh, series, that that series is sponsored by Pearly too. Look at that. Ooh. Look at us. Bam, business marketing. Um. So, so they're creating like this new generation category as well. That's going to start fitting in bikes like the F three eight hundred, uh, the Triumph uh, seven sixty five, mm-hmm. Panigale V two. Right. Um, so they're going to do rules balancing through initially through RPM. They'll they'll limit the the red line because um, they're mostly trying to they're trying to basically say. How much power does the Supersport R6 make? And let's make all these new bikes make the same amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to fiddle sticks with with peak power and RPMs and up and down that. Fascinating. Uh, spec ECU for the series. FIM will be limiting torque through that. Um, price cap at 22,000 euros. Uh, these bikes. So like the kicker is, and this is the crux of it. These new bikes, this new generation that are coming in are basically stuck to world super stock type rules, which means stock chassis, stock motor, stock bodywork. Like mm. we basically want, like you can change like some components, like you mm. can put an exhaust on it, 
but you're basically running the thing that comes off the showroom floor. So that's where this bike comes from, where it's like, okay, we're going to put all the things on it that we think we need to win this series, right. and the cap is $22,000, so that's our price. So I kind of get why it's expensive. I, l- I just you- love that Envy's like, that's the cap? All right, we'll be at the cap. Well, everyone's, I mean, it's the same thing with the Panigale V4R. The cap's 40,000 yeah. euros. The bike's 40,000 euros. Wow. Does this mean we're going to see like a V2 Corsa model? Could be. Ooh, and, daddy. And you come back to like what that new speed is or whatever. Maybe that's it. Ooh, maybe that is it. Oh, man. We're gesticulating um, mentally. And then, you know, you we complain about the uh, the price. You can still get a Rosso model for 16.4. Yeah. And that makes sense. I love that bike. I love that bike. I love that bike in weird ways that I shouldn't. The F3 800 Rosso. I mean, I haven't ridden the Rosso spec. I've ridden the previous base model. Mm-hmm. That 800 triple is awesome. I remember when you had a couple of years back when you had one of their test bikes, you couldn't say n- enough good things about it. I love in fact, it. your only complaint was the dash. The Brutale. Yeah, the, I mean, the dash was a mess. It was the, just the segment of the LCD. dashes for like three years running were a mess and then they changed it in the middle of the press presentation the guy stops do you like it jensen <laughs> is it is it did we fix it is this, is this your liking sir jensen i'm like yes brian it looks very good thank yes, you thank you very much I'm, please sir can i have another where's the mountain dew where's the ravioli pass the ravioli <laughs> god food's so good i'm so hungry um <laughs> but that bike's rad that bike's super rad talk you want to talk about a bike i would totally buy just uh, sheer stupidity i'm with you i totally buy one of those yep. um i was at the racetrack uh, this weekend i already said this but someone had an f3 i didn't know if it was an 800 or a 675 and i was just looking i was like god i want one of those i i need one That'd in be my a great garage track one bike yeah i would love to find a lightly crashed one and just track the shit out of it oh that'd be amazing no an envy agusta needs to be in the in the Alvandi garage at some point. Yeah, everyone should own an Italian motorcycle at some point in their life. Just so you can appreciate Japanese engineering. <laughs> yeah. That's mean. No, uh, that's I mean, are you wrong? <laughs> uh tell me what you think about the look of this with the with the wings. Does it add something or subtract I mean, something? But it's very MV. The wings aren't like insanely out there. It's they're they're done very tastefully. The grown on me. I like them a lot. I just, if you look at the bike, it doesn't really look like it has wings till you see the, you know, front three quarter shot or dead, you know, straight forward. Straight head on, they very, they stick out a lot. And you're like, oh, hey. yeah, yeah. But they did it. It's just a nice, it's not because it's not just a wing. There is like sort of like a valance and then there's three wings in it. Mm-hmm. Valance, good word. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a, this is probably one of the nicest designs wing sets. Which is not what I ever said about like the new Aprilia RSV4. Oh, that one's grown on me. Has it? Because it just couple... looks like lunch trays slapped on the front of a bike. From the right angle, it looks really good. Yeah, but from the wrong angle. <laughs> from the angle of being on the bike, it looks weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> funny thing about the the wings on the, MV, on the MV, I mean, obviously they're creating downforce. Mm-hmm. One thing they spent a lot of time on, though, is how you can you create the downforce without subtracting top speed. Spent uh-huh. a lot of time on that. But one of the things these wings do that you don't realize is channel the air out of the radiator. And part of that, too, is the the heat coming off the radiator. When you pull it through the wings like that, it's like a pressure differential because of hot air, cold air. And that helps fill in the 
the aerodynamics behind the the front wheel and behind the rider to help bring the air because aerodynamics is all about peeling the air open and then and then zipping it back shut behind right. you and so it helps with that with the zipping zipping um look for that story i enjoy that soon. they thought that much about it that's that just i, I have maybe once or twice in my lifetime have i seen an mv that i was like not the best looking but i think they all have like their own dragster was a little weird no not the dragster dragster is beautiful there was one other one there was like this weird oh i know what you're talking about you're talking about the uh rivale rivale i looked i i've looked at that bike from every angle i'm like it's got why? that that headlight that spy versus spy yeah headlight like, the rest of it like change out the headlight i think you're gold but this bike is oh oh it's just pretty especially this white red and black one in the photos you have up on oh yeah, yeah, yeah that one looks hot I like it in white beautimous I like it in white a lot if that so, ended up in my garage i'd be totally fine with it i would not be upset if you ended up in the garage <laughs> another funny thing about this uh, they were telling me how much time they spent on the front fender and just dozens and dozens of iterations on the front fender because apparently the fender makes a ton of difference huh. uh, on aerodynamics, whereas like the fairing, not as much. And they that was a bit of I guess of that's a, the first thing up front that's really cutting through the air. It is. And the tire and the, and with the spinning and all of that, you're creating vortices, it's it really disrupts a lot of air. So you can tell like they've spent like that fender design is definitely I I have fender envy, is what I have. I just like that MV took engineering and made it look sexy. Well, you know, this is interesting because behind the scenes, um, so Adrian Morton left MV. He was the head of CRC, the, Castig the Castiglione Research Center. And that's hmm. in San Marino. That's actually on the other side of Italy from where MV Augusta is located in Varese. Brian Gillen took over as head of CRC. So you have, instead of the head of design at the head of their research and development, now you have an, an an engineer and i think you're starting to see that that shift of like design versus engineering that's that that to me is really interesting i'm into it I, i've i've always loved companies that can put those two together yeah you know you can you know on one hand you have like the pontiac aztec which was all about engineering and zero design <laughs> is that engineering is it though? I don't you, think know, it was. you know what that I always think that was designed by committee the aztec always reminded me of that simpsons episode where like homer's cousin or long lost brother half brother <laughs> he owns like a, a car company and and then like he like reconnects with homer and he's like homer you're like the everyday man you're the guy we're trying to reach i want you to build me a car <laughs> and he like builds like this crazy double bubble car thing and they debut it and it's fucking hideous <laughs> and then like like his like brother's trying to be like yeah the new car is gonna sell for one hundred thousand dollars homer you bankrupted the company like it's just because like you just you got too pragmatic, like you got too everyday. That's the Aztec in my mind. It's just uh, that Simpsons. You're episode. not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong at all. Um. Yeah. I, the more I look at this MV, the more I get I get feelings. This MV gives me MV, <laughs> especially in the white machine. Oh, especially that white. white. There's a non-zero chance I'll be riding this before the year's over. I would also like a chance to ride this before the year's over. Thank you very much. You want to come to Italy? Okay. Let's do it. Yeah, looks good. Um, but, but, but where are we? We got, we got a little time. We got a little time. What else was I going to talk about? We're talking about Superbike? We're talking about Superbike. Let's finish with something weird. Okay, Suzuki like weird. GSX-S. <laughs> okay, too weird. 1000 okay. GT. What? <laughs> Remember how beautiful the MV was? Yep. Okay, go the other way. <laughs> I don't hate it. 
What? I don't hate it. Like there's there's like a ooh ooh. I know what this is. Okay. This is like the 2022 iteration of the Aprilia Futura. Yeah, but this is a proper sport tour. This is like like the sport touring segment is back. This is this competes with that Super Duke GT. I think the the Pikes Peak that we were talking about, Multistrada, right. kind of gets in the space. Like this is 150 horsepower inline four, 500 pound sport tour that two people could ride on, but probably just one. And it's got bags. Like I don't love the way it looks. I don't think it's going to win any awards. There is something about it that's so utilitarian that I'm like, eh, okay, sure. Don't, I don't, why? Uh. I, I've always struggled with this platform. I don't think the platform is, it's just really buzzy. It's really uncomfortable. It's always just felt a little too raw. I mean, this is a 2008 Gixxer with a different cam in it and like a mildly changed frame. And then they built a bunch of stuff on top of it. I think that this, segment is a phenomenal segment i think this is the everyday sporty touring motorcycle i think especially in the european market this is probably a really hot segment because this is this is your daily rider this is a phenomenal oh yeah this is a comfortable bike that you can ride fast you can ride it you know just commute with it every day just as humdrum highway commuting i get it very much i've always thought that this segment is the motorcycle that you can put the least amount of effort to do the most amount of things with um, I remember back in the day, I think it was motorcyclists had done this article about, you know, the Futura versus the mm-hmm. the Mille and mm-hmm. then the ST, I don't know, two or three versus the 998 or 996. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea was that you could ride the Futura or the ST as fast on the street as their super bike, you know, siblings without having to compromise so much discomfort and pain right right so i like this segment i think this segment makes a lot of sense but does it have to be this fucking ugly uh and and again design is very 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 uh subjective subjective i i totally get that but like why are these guys what's with the the, i don't i blame yamaha with this headlight bullshit design there's an interesting like someone was like it's like a ducati and a yamaha got together and i was like what and then i looked at i'm like okay i kind of see what you're saying kind of yeah well it's got got the trellis subframe on it more more yamaha way more yamaha um here's the thing okay i'm gonna blow your mind i'm i'm ready suzuki has not released the best feature of this bike yet which is the price I'm ready for the it. The price is TBA, and I, I have no insight on this whatsoever. But, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't have no insight. We know what it costs in Europe. Um, this bike is going to be like 14 grand in the US, which is, I would forget about its looks immediately. That's the thing. This is, and I feel like this is the new Suzuki business model where it's like, does this bike get my trousers uncomfortable does this bike evoke emotion like we just we just we just spent like the better part of an hour a few scene about italian motorcycles that get us mm-hmm. you know emotional you know like the f3 for me is an emotional bike i look at that bike i get emotional right um i feel like the same thing with that desert x i feel like i could have that same thing with the multi-strata comes like those are bikes to look at I'm like oh that is a drool worthy thing that should be in my garage right this bike does not have that this is a thinking person's bike but Suzuki is nailing the whole value for dollar thing. And as a tight ass, I love that. 
Mm-hmm. Wasn't so much the case with the Hayabusa, but you look at the rest of the GSX S1000 lineup and you look at like some of the other bikes in the market. I think the Katana is overpriced, but you look at a lot of the bikes that they have. The Jixx 1000. Is it the best superbike on the market? No. Um, you spend $500 on that bike. You chip it. You put an exhaust on Great it. Great value. That bike is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You can ride it. Most, I would say most riders will ride it just as fast as any of the other bikes, and you will spend probably $5,000 less. That is the perfect budget bike. It's a great bike. Does it have all the bells and whistles and all the fanciness? No. Is it a great bike? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it, And it is priced perfectly for it. It's the cheapest super bike on the market, and you don't feel like you got like just robbed at the store on features. Like It's got enough meat there for the bones. Like, it's the same thing with this. I forget with the traction. It's like five levels of traction control. It's like three riding modes. It's got cruise control. Yeah. It's got ABS. For 14 grand. It's not coring ABS. Well, it's 14. I'm trying to extrapolate what the European pricing will be like in the US. This If this bike comes to the US at like 13,000, which it totally could, you just sit there and you're like, fuck. Yeah, why would you not buy one? But you fuck. Why? Yeah, it's that same thing where it's like, you're, you're practically giving me it or not. I think it's going to be an awesome motorcycle. Yeah. And you're practically I mean, giving just it away. Just looking at the picture, this 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 sort of like full on three quarter shot you put yeah. up here, it is a, never mind the looks, but like that rider triangle looks so fucking comfortable. The bags look super utilitarian. They, they look, look like, huge. Yeah. They're color matched. Color matched. It's, you know, much like the the um, Moto Guzzi we talked about last show. Mm-hmm. This part of the bike, super handsome. <laughs> like the last <laughs> the last three quarters of it. The last three. It's just that front end that bothers me. But again, I get, I get on board with that. I, I, I'm, I'm like on board an, with you. It looks this like time. an ant. Have you ever read the Ender's uh, game books? The very first one. It's basically sort of describing this bike's front end with its <laughs> tentacles and, and its antennas and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again. If it comes in at around fourteen or less thousand dollars, you would be dumb not to buy this bike. If you are commuting all the time or doing any kind of medium duty or even maybe heavy duty t- touring on it, and you want to take it on, I, I would bet you the the better than average rider can take this to a fun curvy road and giggle the entire time. Yeah, and sort of be like, yeah, and I still have a ton of money left that I can do other things with. So. I will still st- I will not stand corrected in my idea of what this bike should look like, but I think it probably will do a better than great job at what it's supposed to do, which is to be sort of a, a rational person's do-it-all sporty motorcycle. If you just wanted a bike that, first of all, proven powertrain. This powertrain has right? been around for like, well, it's been around 13 years. You can probably put 80,000 miles on this bike without even like, changing the damn yeah. oil <laughs> not to mention huge aftermarket parts been like right. there's 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 a ton of support for this this chassis and this all this this platform i should say not chassis this motor um yeah like it's just it'd be reliable it'd be you could do it every day dude it's got a tft dash yeah i mean it's, it's not the prettiest whatever but it's, a it's TFT not the dash. Prettiest, but it gets it done i i i want to hate on this bike because you're right it is so not attractive but it's attractive enough that I wouldn't feel like I'm riding an Aztec, you know. <laughs> I'm like, like I can get, I can get over the looks pretty quick, because I'd be like, yeah, I got a, I got a pretty good bike for not a lot of money. <laughs> it's pretty reliable. It's pretty fun. Like, what are we complaining about? Nothing. Am I gonna I buy one? Th- Probably not. But like, totally get why you would. I bet they sell a bunch of them. 
I bet they do too. I'm kind of curious to see what this bike does because that'll signal this like return of the sport touring market or not. It's got Brembos on it, bro. Well, it's got the cheap Brembos. Hey, whatever, it's still Brembos. Still Brembos. It's probably still got rubber hoses. Which Suzuki, we should talk about that. Not at that price. No, they don't have to talk to you about it. Yeah, I kind of want to mind a steel braided brake line. Like, I, like, that's like the one thing. Like, listen, if I'm paying more than ten thousand dollars, I expect steel braided brake lines on a sport bike. <laughs> but I, I get it. Like, this bike has been rumored for a little while. Uh, it's coming out with a, a slightly different name. We thought it would be called S one thousand T. It's the S one thousand GT. Okay. The GT Plus comes with the bags. Um. I, I yeah, I think this is good. This is it's very Suzuki. It's very Suzuki thinking. Right. But I think this is one of those times where the Suzuki thinking makes a lot of sense. I think it's going to be great. I, th- I mean, just this picture of the riders on there, I don't, I don't know what size they are, but that is an upright-sitting human being yeah. on a sporty bike. My only complaint would be, I hope it's not vibey, because when I got on the GSX-S1000F, that was a very uncomfortable, very vibey motorcycle, and that's kind of what this is trying to replace. That's sort of been the thing, though, lately with the inline-engine bikes. They're vibey. Yeah. And it's... Is that supposed to be an acceptable thing now? Is it, are we supposed to just say, well, that's just a character? Just want to talk to those test riders. <sighs> but this is, looks like it's got the high clip-on. Like it, it could have some meat to those. Right. Like the weight could help reduce the vibrations. So I'm optimistic. I would love to ride this. Uh, uh, I bet you will. I'm super curious because I have yeah. a feeling they're going to try to you know, sort of appeal to a wide range of buyers with this bike. And anyone from the you know their twenties to their fifties that wants to have a sporty motorcycle that can be ridden every damn day. I mean, that's it's it's on the money. And okay. frankly, from where you sit, you don't have to look at that front end that I don't like very much. I'm looking at the accessories. They got a tall, tall ass screen, comfort mm-hmm. seat. You can buy bags for it. Do they just paint their caliper red? There's a red caliper you can buy. Red calipers, they stop quicker. <laughs> it does actually look kind of good. I can't hate on it too much. <laughs> Red caliper paint. Uh, I'm, I am weirdly okay with this motorcycle. And it got a ton of traffic on our site and a ton of comments. So, like, it, it's definitely piquing somebody's interest. Def- I mean, there we go. I, I will keep saying this is going to appeal to a wide range. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it is a very good idea. I think it probably is a very, very good motorcycle. I really do, despite of what I said about its looks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll be curious to see what that price tag looks like. I feel like that's the like that's almost like the disservice that Suzuki uh, USA did to us because it's like, guys, like if you're selling this for twenty k, I'd be like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Scary with it. You selling this for thirteen? Holy, holy shit! Thirteen nine ninety five. Let me let me get excited. Um. So yeah um shaheen i was gonna wind it down okay but i got one more for you Ooh, because we had an anr pro sign up from a man named bryson and he didn't really want to shout out all he wanted to know was what bike he should buy for fifteen thousand dollars he's looking at the tuono v4 hyper 950 sp 1290 adventure s from ktm or something else so you're like you're all over the place. Like, Bryson. literally, bro, like, what, what $15,000 bike aren't you thinking about? We named, we named like four on the show already. 
I feel like this Desert X would be one you got to throw in there. But that's like an F3800 Rosso you got to throw in there. Oh God, this Suzuki you got to throw in there. We're all over the place. <laughs> Brayson, what kind of bikes do you like? What are you trying to do with your motorcycle? Hey, listen, he paid me 40 bucks, so we're going to talk about it. I mean, let's talk about it, but I want to know. Like, did he tell us what uh, kind of riding he does? Uh, you know, what? what, what? Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. He's, uh, I'm 40. Okay. Six, six foot, 210 pounds. I have 15K to spend. Uh, I know you would normally like to know what kind of writing I do and I'm into and all that sort of thing, but this email's gotten too long, so just take your best shot. Good luck. Uh, I guarantee I will not be disappointed by your choice. That's Whew. that's a bold statement. That's a very bold statement, Bryson. Um, okay, but let's let's flip this around. Okay. The the Shaheen ferry comes from the sky. Uh huh. He he grants you a fifteen thousand dollar endowment. That you have to spend on a motorcycle. Where do you go? What do you do? What do you get? I should have pre. I should have primed you before the show for this. Here, but here's my problem. We'll do a I, think, I think because I've been in this industry for so long, when people come to me and they go, "Yo, what bike should I buy?" It's like I don't even know you. What do you like to eat? No, no, like, what's fuck it, fuck, 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 Bryson. I already got his money. Uh, what bike <laughs> would you buy? What would what would Shaheen's fifteen thousand dollar bike? Fifteen grand. What would I buy right now? Sorry, Bryson. I didn't mean to actually say fuck you. No, I mean, Bryson, we say that around here with love. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I just found the um, the Iron Sheik's Twitter account. Oh, Jesus. It is probably the funniest. The reason I bring it up is this. Probably every other tweet is like some form of go fuck yourself. <laughs> and at this point, I feel like he's telling it to me, but with a smile on his face. And I'm like, thanks, Sheik. I will go fuck myself. He's not actually Iranian, though, isn't he? He's like, like Lebanese or something. Probably. I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like it was kind of like a racist thing where they we make the kind of not white guy the the Arab. I just his his. If you guys are listening, I don't even have a Twitter account. And does, but if you have a Twitter account, just look for the underscore Iron Sheik. Are you sure it's the real one? Yeah, the real. I think that's the one. The underscore Iron Sheik is the real okay. one. Okay, it is. It's all. It's all in all caps, and pretty much every other one's like, "Today's a great day to go fuck yourself." <laughs> like just nonstop. It's kind of like a. Uh, a more sophisticated. No one grinds my gears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Anyway, so fifteen thousand. Oh man, fifteen thousand dollars. What would I buy? Uh, to be honest with you, probably like a two or three year old Multistrada twelve sixty ST. We talk used, man. There's a lot of good. That's options. the thing. I would probably buy because you're saving like ten grand on one of those and getting a fuck ton of motorcycle that does a lot. And it has cruise control and all yeah. the bullshit you'll ever want on a 2021 Tuono V4 you pick up for 15K and be yep. pretty stoked. If you want a sportier bike that's flat, fast as fuck, totally. You can pick up a... Hyper SP. You can pick up, can pick up a year-old Hyper SP. Well, if you want an SP, yeah, like a 2020 model now, 2019 model maybe. Um, pick up a real clean R1. Yeah. Like super clean. Sparkling. He seems more street bikey. I would say pick up like a 2000 and no, it's too much for 15 grand. <laughs> what would I buy right now? If I had just 15, you know, honestly, what I really want right now is like a dirt bike. So I'd probably go after a dirt bike, but that's not street bikey. I get uh, um, Africa twin. You can get an Africa twin for 15K. Like super a stoked. super clean one. Uh, you can probably even get one new. You can probably get a base model for new because I think it's Last 14 ish. Yeah. Uh, 15 gets you on a KTM 890 Adventure R with money to spare. 
Can't hate on that. It's like 13-2, man. That's true. Or no, it's like 13-9. Yep. We, and whatever that's what, it was, we talked about it. Right? It's, like it's lightweight. It does good on the highways. It's it's great off-road. Great to commute with every day. Um, it's a KTM, so you're going to have a little bit of, you know, KTM dealership shenanigans with it with it but you know it's part of the drama as we talked about Sorry, earlier 14 too so you'd have, huh? you'd have 800 bucks uh cb 1000 r like that bike i love that bike other when bikes that, it, that was probably one of my favorite bikes in your garage i thought really? it was so handsome really that's another one of those like true roadsters right um underrated i think it's a very underrated turns out motorcycle. if you wait for about a year you can pick up a gsx 1000 sgts model for about 15 grand. No, it'd be <laughs> less. It'd be less. Because it's going to come, come out new for well, like no, 13. No, no, with the, with the plus model. Sorry, probably with the bags. I, I bet they upcharge for the bags. Like a grand. Right, so 15. Okay. <laughs> um, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't hate it. Not even a little. Uh, especially like a used one. You pick it up for like 10. All <laughs> jokes aside, a Monster 937 plus. Good bang for the buck. It's like just over 12 grand and you can... I have yet to sell one for someone not to come back and be like, that is, this bike is the bee's knees. 890 Duke. Yeah. Pretty much those two in that segment are probably two of my favorite bikes. Yeah. Uh, I would buy a used. I'm telling you, I would buy a gently used upscale bike that I can now buy and just go, just just feel really good about my purchase. Yeah. Man, we could just go around for Uh, hours on this. 1290S. 1290 Adventure S. Is that what it is? Like a used one? Probably a year. Oh, probably, yeah. I bet you can find a year leftover one in the yeah. dealership right now for about that price. Yeah, you could. What a bike that is. What a bike you could get. That's that's a good pick. Yeah, I think he was saying he was looking at the R model, but the S model. I do S. Yeah, there's a lot. You could do a lot more with S. Yeah, you know, a lot more fun on the road. That would be a good purchase. That's I, there it is. I would bet money you Done. could probably go Done. to a dealership and Done. find one. That was like the Jensen like adventure bike pick of the year for like last two years year. All last yeah. year, that was your bike. Done. There it is. There's there your answer, Bryce. You're welcome. Bryce. You're welcome. I hope it was worth $40. That, that was, from like an hourly perspective, we came out pretty good on that. We did pretty good. That was like 10 minutes. I'm impressed. Between the two of us, Man. that's like 120 bucks an hour. <laughs> did, did you see that those MFers at Iconic Motorsports had a Confederate Wraith? I lost so, my shit, man. I'm so angry at Avi. No, I'm not. No, but I remember we were at the, uh, uh, the BMW R18B Transcontinental, all that nonsense <laughs> launch, and like we're talking, like we're talking in the cafe while we're we're hanging out the first day, and I'm like, dude, like I started making a list of bikes that I want to like acquire, mm-hmm. and I he's like, oh, I want to see it, let me show him. He's like, yeah, we have every one of these, and like the Wraith is on there, and like the Benelli is on there, and the uh the Patronus, the Foggy Patronus is on there. I haven't looked to see what the Wraith if it's sold or what it's at right now. I feel like you want to. The Wraith is a living room bike. I know. That is a bike that you will go bonkers and blind trying to make into like a daily rider because it'll always have something. It'll always leave you on the side of the road, probably. Always. I feel like that's the once a month riding bike. Like every owner I've ever talked to, every journalist I've ever talked to, like broke down on that bike. <laughs> but it, it is so fucking beautiful. It's so insanely beautiful. It's so very just sculpted it's it is a sculpture it really is a sculpture the problem is though you riding that bike would look obscene i'm sure 
like it would you would go on like a megan's law list it would just look like <laughs> why is this polar bear on this tricycle i'm gonna end like, up on a reddit sub thread it's a lot smaller than you think it is i'm sure and it's a lot more now it's it is one well, of the those cat was smaller than i thought it was it doesn't it it's not a bike that looks good when it's paint ridden it only looks good standing still in a parking yeah, lot i believe it but it is beautiful Ugh, you're absolutely right it's absolutely I beautiful it. i want it so bad that is definitely one of my top picks just bought a house that i can't afford any motorcycles yeah, right now. you're screwed you're like yeah stupid savings account stupid stupid motorcycle ferry not bringing me my fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> enjoy your fifteen thousand dollar bike price and way to make me feel bad uh we totally forgot to do an ad break <laughs> so we so do? if someone's gotten to this part of the show you've already heard where i wedged in an ad break totally we put it in there we meant to do it i think i can make that work uh and with that we say sir <laughs> you know i would like to tell our wonderful listeners Oh my goodness. To follow us on Instagram at Brap Talk, Twitter at We Brap Talk. Also, again, seriously, go follow the Iron Sheik because that shit's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, send me emails. I've been getting some. Ooh, ooh, hold on. The email. Dad joke. email. I got to go. Da- the email. The email. What? What? The email. Dad joke. Oh, God. Really? I edited these out. I edited these out. No, no, no. You got to put this one. No, 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 no. This, I is, from, this is from the doctor. Uh, where does a rainbow go when it gets in trouble? Florida. Prism, but it's a light sentence. Hey, I love dad jokes. Also, check out this beautiful speed triple uh, he rides. It's, uh, it's that cool gold color that I wish they would do more often. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I like gold. 2013 speed triple, gorgeous. He's got the little fly screen on it. Looks beautiful, good. but it does. It's, it, that is a good looking bike. Um, can't hate on a speed triple. Anyway, so send me more dad jokes. Uh, nope, don't do that. WeBrapTalk at gmail.com. Send don't me pictures it. of your bikes. We, we've been getting some good ones. I'm going to keep posting them up. I just posted a uh, Super Tenere. Super Tenere. That thing was great. sexy. Look good. 40,000 miles on it. Way to go, man. That was, Absolutely. That was impressive. Big fan. That was that was Eric's bike. That's that shaft drive. That's your old shaft through. drive. All right. He's like, you know how many chains I changed? None. None, you losers. <laughs> Enjoy your stupid Nicely done. That is like, That is... I've never said these words. That is a handsome ass super tenere. I, I I thought the same thing. I was like, man, that is that is really good looking. That is almost made me forget the, all the things I don't like about that. One bike. of the bikes that I'm going to post up later on is our listener John, who bought this from oh. uh, Iconic Motorsports. That is so. That's a Bomoda SB8R, mm-hmm. which is another motorcycle I would like to own because it's it's a Suzuki TL motor, right? In the Bimoto chassis. It what like, I love is Bimoto kind of alluded to it being a Suzuki because it looks a little TL. It's, it's actually the TL headlight. That's right. the TLS headlight. That's what I love about it. Yeah. And those gold wheels. Look at that gorgeous. That thing's beautiful. I would love to, to own one of those. Good that purchase, is, John. For me, that is peak Bimoto. That was one of the last peak Bimotos where it's like the Japanese had great motors, but not so good chassis. The right. chassis on that TL was actually pretty good. It was the suspension that was all funky. That 996 motor wasn't as badass. Yeah. And they and the Bimoto took it and was like, let me fix that for you, Suzuki. And then shuka 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 shuka. Boom. Yeah. And and created that. And it was it was a blessing to the world. So congratulations on that acquisition. I'm digging it. We've got a we got a couple of really cool bikes. The one of the other ones that got sent to me or us is a second gen FZ one with sixty three thousand miles on it. Proper. Looking looking good. Like looking great. And it looks like it's in the smokies, maybe. I can't quite tell. But proper. I'm like, I'm loving Great it. Bike. I'm loving it a lot. Don't know keep, why they got rid of it. Keep the photos coming. I got about a half dozen photos here. 
uh, to go through. I'll be putting them up later on. Good job taking nice pictures, folks. Keep keep it up. You know, don't forget about the rule of thirds in your photographs. Oh, I totally screwed up Bryson's thing. He actually said 1290 Venture S, not R. 1290 Venture S. Get that. Good thinking, Bryson. Get it. Do the thing. Get it. Um, You're already there. Get it. Anyways. Go go over to our, our buddy Paxton at Gray Area KTM and hook you up. Good guy, Paxton. Tell him I sent you. Big fan of him. He's okay. Give him a high five from us. I like his dog more. Tell him safety third. Yeah. And uh, on that note, make good choices. Good talk. See you out there. I'm going home. Check, check, check. Boop, boop, boop. This episode of the Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast is brought to you by Pirelli and the new Diablo 4 Fuck Dyslexia. I think that's good. This episode of the Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast is brought to you by Pirelli and the new Diablo Rosso 4 Sport Bike Tire. It's hot as hell. It's hot as hell. It's hot as hell. Winamp. It really whips the llama's ass. The new. Brought to you by the new Pirelli Diablo Rosso 4 Sport Bike Tire. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. <sighs> I kind of like it the first way. All right, Bobbies. Okay, I gotta work. Shh, Coda. Giving riders a superior level of grip. Giving riders a superior level of grip. Available in a wide. <clears throat> in a wide? Available in a wide range of sizes that pairs perfectly with each rear tire. That front tire. Which pairs perfectly, which with each which pairs perfectly with each rear tire to provide outstanding versatility across a diverse range of conditions across a diverse range of conditions outstanding versatility to provide outstanding versatility across a diverse range of conditions let's just get rid of that of nearly tw- is the culmination Ooh. Visit your local dealer, visit your local dealer, visit your local dealer, visit your, visit your local dealer or online retailer and pick up a set today. The Pirelli Diablo Rosso 4. It's hot as hell.